Indeed, my dear and respected brothers and sisters, we are ever grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We praise Him and we thank Him for each and every bounty and blessing that He bestowed upon us. If we were to stay still and try to count the number of blessings that Allah gave us, we won't be able to. Indeed, one of the greatest blessings towards Muslims, towards mankind, is the revelations of the Holy Qur'an. Every Muslim knows, more or less, every Muslim knows, that the noble Qur'an was revealed to the Prophet wasallam, our beloved messenger Muhammad wasallam, in the month of Ramadan, <clears throat> on the truly special, mysterious night of power, fi Laylatul Qadr. As we said, it was in the month of Ramadan that Allah revealed the Qur'an. And it was fi Laylatul Qadr, during the night of power. And if that was the only thing that happened in this month of Ramadan, it would be sufficient for us to have to fast every day of this month and to have to increase our acts of worship as opposed to the rest of the year. So we know as the Quran and the Prophet wasallam told us that this month, this month is the month of the Quran. But it is also the month of fasting. The ritual of fasting, Sawm or Siyam. It is also the month of Qiyamul Layl, standing at night in prayer. We don't really do Qiyamul Layl as much as we do in the month of Ramadan for the rest of the year. We don't have Taraweeh prayers in Sha'aban or Dhul Hijjah. We have Hajj, which is great, another great season of worship. But yet, the month of Ramadan seems to be the greatest season of worship of them all. And the Prophet ﷺ told us, it is a month of endless mercy, forgiveness, total forgiveness, ultimate salvation, freedom, deliverance from the hellfire, total atonement of your sins, at the end of this month can be achieved by every true believer. You can try and see weigh yourself right now at the beginning of this month and then try to weigh yourself at the end of it. On the first of Shawwal when we celebrate Eid al-Fitr. Are you any lighter? And in what respect? How? So we know that it is a magnificent and truly blessed month. The Prophet even described it as the month of sabr, patience. He said it's also a month of charity and solidarity. The Prophet ﷺ is our teacher. He's our role model. He's our example. He was the most generous of all people. But he would be most generous in the month of Ramadan. That's what he was. 
That's how he was. And that's what he said about this month. And he also told us, it is the month of huge self-purification. And it is the month of inspiration. <clears throat> huge inspiration for true believers. In other words, a truly special month. He also described it as the month of this nation. Shahr Ummati. This is Ummah's time. Muslim's time. To do what? To behave how in this month of Ramadan? It's the best time of the year for us Muslims. It's special season of worship and barakah, as I said. But... Ramadan in itself is our best annual guest. What did we do to welcome Ramadan? How did we pre prepare for this blessed month of Ramadan? Simple question. Been talking about it for the last two, three months. A very wise person pre prepares. As soon as Ramadan ends, he starts preparing for the next year's Ramadan. That's uh, what really uh, serious and complex projects require a whole year of preparation more or less so we ask ourselves now is the second of Ramadan 1444 1444 Ramadan 1444 last year we had Ramadan 1443 what do we recall from the, those times from that time or the year before, or 10 years ago, maybe to some of us. To some, this is the very first Ramadan, but because they just accepted Islam a week ago or so, or a few months ago. And there are some children who just became conscious of religious uh, duties and obligations and strong enough to give up on eating and drinking for 14 hours a day. May Allah bless them, and their parents will surely be blessed and rewarded. So what did we do? How do we compare? Where do we stand now? What is our day and night like? What does it look like right now? What's our daily routine? What are our aims and goals that we would like to attain, to achieve by the end of this month of Ramadan? Indeed, every year, we experience Ramadan differently. And there's nothing wrong with that. This year, you may have some new discoveries new sources of inspiration and experiences at your personal level, very different to any of the previous Ramadans. And that is fine. As long as you keep going in the right direction, that is the point. If you and I had 40 years of fasting so far in our lives, but we are still at the start point, we haven't worked on ourselves. Ya Asafa, what a shame. But if we benefited and took something from those numerous, countless blessings that this month has to offer to each and every one of us, then that is good news for us. Raghima anfum ri'in, the Prophet said. Woe be to the one upon whom the month of Ramadan enters and goes by, but he's not forgiven. He did not draw closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala during it and by the end of it. 
So the real question really is, where are we going to be the week after the Ramadan is finished? And are we going to be at a very good place? And are we going to be able to stay in that state, in that hell, spiritual mode, for the rest of the year until next Ramadan comes? So that we surely know next year we are going to yet ascend another ladder that we are meant to spiritually, emotionally, intellectually, and in every other way. That is the real essence and the ultimate purpose for prescribing, for making the fast of Ramadan an obligation. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala clearly told us, all you who believe, fasting is made obligatory to you just as it was made obligatory to those who came before you. Why? So that you may attain God consciousness. And some scholars in their commentary, they say, so that you may remain God conscious. That becomes a stable feature of your personality. Taqwa is you. And you are ever conscious of Allah. Doesn't matter somebody woke you up 4 a.m. for something. Sahur, oh, what a good thing. Or they asked you to go and travel to another country. But you're still conscious of Allah in your own house, at your workplace, at your uni, your department, and on the road, at the train station, and in a foreign country, in your utmost joyous time during your annual holiday, you are ever conscious of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And you know that there is work to be done on yourself. The month of Ramadan is the best opportunity. The wonderful opportunity for you and I to train on that. Exactly that. To get rid of those things that stand between us and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So by fasting, my dear brothers and sisters and dear children, do fast if you can. Try. If you are young, very young, even half a day will do you so much good. And to your parents especially. Try because every effort you make for Allah's sake will remove one of those barriers that stands before, between you and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's what fasting does. It is meant to transform us from within, purify ourselves from within for each day of fast that we offer for Allah's sake. And that is why the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said in one of his sayings, Perhaps there are some believers who get nothing from their fasting but hunger and thirst. May Allah save us from that. That is hardship. That in itself could be a calamity. Whereas giving up on food and drinks and instant gratification of our carnal desires and other prohibited things during the month of Ramadan, especially its day time, daylight and even in the evenings is a true spiritual upliftment and self-purification and that's exactly what we would like to feel lighter just like the root word of ramadan which is ramad which means to burn something burning hot we want to burn our sins 
We want to burn the blameworthy traits that are polluting our spiritual hearts. Ourselves that are making us appear awkward people, difficult, narcissistic or egotistic people. We want to lighten that. Burn the sins. It's not about losing the actual physical weight of your body. If you attain that, that's another benefit of fasting physical or health benefit but it is really to burn those heavy and difficult diseases that have polluted our hearts sins which are heavy as mountains we don't even understand but they are did I not tell you that hadith during the Nisf Sha'aban two weeks ago where the Prophet said when we pray in ruku position and in the sajda position, there are sins that come to our shoulders and on our foreheads. And when we stay in that position, those sins fall off our bodies and we become lighter, purified, transformed. What happens to us when we fast one day of Ramadan? Much more than that. Because while we were fasting, we were also praying some of our prayers and making dua and recited Quran and gave in charity and this and that. So the ajr, my brothers and sisters, is so huge. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala spoke to us through his messenger saying, of all actions of the children of Adam, fasting is special. It belongs to me and I shall reward for it. How much? None of us know. But we understand it's huge. And it's linked to patience because fasting is all about self-restraint. Controlling your lower self, controlling your ego. And if you do do that, what will happen is when you withhold, renounce, yeah? It's about not doing. It's about giving up. Fasting is about giving up things. When you withhold and renounce, only then your faults, your addictions surface up. They reveal themselves. And only then you become conscientious of them. You become aware of your faults and addictions. And that's why by the end of Ramadan, we have every chance to get rid, at least to get rid of some of those addictions that we have. Break free from them. You need to, because it is those addictions and not, not, giving, not giving up on food or drinks that enslave us. And true freedom and deliverance is when you remove those barriers which are between you and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we say Muslims really celebrate Ramadan. And we do. And the whole month of fasting is never supposed to be seen by a true believer as hardship. Something difficult. Yuridullahu bikumul yusr, I read. Allah said... The whole essence of Ramadan is summarized in one and a half pages of Quran. In Surah Al-Baqarah, Allah wants ease for us, my brothers and sisters. He doesn't want difficulty. So how come? How, do, how does it work then? Because every time we get rid of a blameworthy trait, an addiction that we work on, or Allah forgives us any of our sins, all we have to do is rejoice and celebrate. 
And that is what Ramadan is offering you and I. Of course, it's the most special and best of all guests. Of course, it's the most special and best time of the year for us Muslims. So let us remember that. And remember that it is not about losing the body weight, yeah? Losing body weight. It's about losing the weight of our sins and learning to detach from the ego, the lower self that keeps pulling us down. In other words, the ritual practice of fasting as defined by our tradition, by Islam, is about controlling the lower self. And when we restrain the ego, our addictions, as I said, reveal themselves and we become aware and we realize that it's time to break free from them. So the ultimate purpose of fasting is to remove everything between us and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through a unique practice of surrender, renunciation, giving up, giving up, but for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as the hadith says, يَدَعُ طَعَامَهُ وَشَهْوَتَهُ مِنْ أَجْلِي He gives up on food and drinks and desires for my sake. And the fast said so. The fast itself will say so on Judgment Day. The Quran says so. The Quran, the Holy Quran, the book itself will say so. It prevented us from sleep, but we read it knowing it's Allah's speech. And we wanted inspiration. We wanted guidance from it. We wanted purification from it. And if that was the case, again we rejoice and only rejoice. So in other words, let's test ourselves. Is our love of food and drinks and other addictions and desires greater than our love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his messenger? If we were true in our claim that we love Allah more and his messenger, then it would be easy. It will not be a hardship to give up on food for whatever time, period time, that the Prophet had told us, or the Quran said, from the dawn until the sunset. Indeed, we will show to ourselves that our love for Allah is greater, and it's constant remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we would like to experience during the month of Ramadan. As one great scholar said, we want to go through all those different degrees of fasting, but we have to go in order. First comes first. You have to give up on food and drinks and fulfill that very basic core element of fasting, which is the first stage of fasting, and do it properly for Allah's sake. And then you control all of your limbs. And don't do, don't engage yourselves in things that are prohibited. That will be like a second stage of fasting, second degree of fasting. Until you have what? The heart-centered fast. <laughs> that you breathe in and out, and that you fast each day of Ramadan, but it is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who is in your breath, who is in your heart. So you are not just mindful, but you are heartful. You are fully conscious of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that becomes a constant, like I said, trait of yours 
that will carry on, not just for the month of Ramadan, but for the rest of your life. So Ramadan, my brothers and sisters, was not created or sent or made by Allah to imprison and chain us. Shayateen are chained. Instead, it is a divine gift. It's a bounty, it's a blessing that is meant to inspire you and I and change us for better. It's meant to be an opportunity for betterment, for betterment, for betterment. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq, grant us the tawfiq, be with us, bless us, purify our intentions. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the necessary strength and power so that we can fast each day of Ramadan and stand at night in prayer. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the ability to read the entire Quran at least once during this blessed month of Ramadan just to celebrate its revelations and to honor the book. And we also pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make it easy for us and to send us ease after ease and to remove every hardship and difficulty from us. And we pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for solidarity, for barakah, for bounties, blessings. And we pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala above all for sincerity. Al-ikhlas fil-qawl wal-amal. Aqulu qawli hadha wa astaghfirullah al-azim li wa lakum fastaghfiruhu innahu huwal ghafurur rahim